What up, it's Mitch, and this is Zach. Welcome to Hot Takes Cold Brews, where each week we'll be talking about hot takes in health, fitness, and lifestyle. And to make sure these are epic episodes, we're cracking a brand new cold brew, catching a savage buzz each time. Island brew. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, we're back. Episode, I think, nine or ten of Hot Takes Cold Brews. We've got Trident Coffee on one more time. We've got a real special blend that they sent to us that we're excited to try here. Island Hopper. Yeah, this one's called Island Hopper. Earthy, citrus, smoky. Shake vigorously three times. Not a million times, Zach. We're about to try the uh, Island Hopper by Trident. Um, basically, this one is a Papua New Guinea roast. It was inspired by um, what Marcel was telling me. It was inspired by um, the World War II military effort where they were um, basically hopping islands. Um, and it was kind of like a, their take on kind of a bold brew. Um, so we're going to try this one out here right now. There's no reward without work, no victory without effort. No battle won without risk. I like that. They got the slogan down. Here we go. Ka-ch. So we tried the one last time. It was really, really good. So we're excited to try this one too. Let's see. Mm, smells good. Definitely smoky. I like it. Earthy. No bitterness at all. Really good. Has, I think, no sugar in it. Yeah, no sugar, no nothing. Just coffee, water. This one's good. I like that a lot. That one's got a better, that one's got a good full flavor. I like that. Thanks, Trident, for sending us out the uh, the fuel for the podcast today. Um, if you guys haven't tried uh, Trident Coffee, head over to their website. Um, it will also, I believe, be on Amazon eventually. Um, but right now, you can buy it from them. All right. That's good. I think I like this one better. Yeah, so we decided to pop open actually two here today. The other one we're trying is the original blend, and this one's the nitro with the MCT oil in it. It does taste a little buttery, you know? Yeah, it's good. Creamy. That one's crazy, crazy smooth. So it's got medium chain triglycerides, I believe, from coconut. I'm not sure what their source is of that, but this is my style, this kind right here. I like that tasting notes. So this one says chocolate, caramel, vanilla. Mm-hmm. I get a little. Probably this one, mean. this one definitely is earthy. I get the earthiness. Yeah, I like this one. I love their slogan though. The motivation on top of the can, just get a little motivation there. No reward without work, and we're working here today. So, what we want to touch on today, speaking of work, is short term versus long term thinking and attitude and work i think there's a lot of people out there that take a short-term attitude especially to diet and fitness where people are like you know what's the next thing that's coming up okay i got spring break i gotta get ready for spring break give me four weeks i'm just gonna starve myself out not eat a whole lot of calories i'm about to do two workouts a day maybe hit the sauna a bunch of times and i'll be ready for spring break right well, I think it all comes back to like something I was thinking about the other day. I saw a picture of myself and uh from like from spring break days. <laughs> and uh it's just funny that like this was a time when I didn't know I, I didn't eat anything that wasn't frozen. I didn't really know what I was doing in the gym that much. I worked out a lot, but that was about it. And I wasn't really like ripped at all. I mean, I was in shape and I just remember how many people back then thought I was, you know, it was always like, I thought you were for sure. Right. And because you always kind of maintained a fairly fit body, man. Like even though you weren't maybe necessarily like as healthy as you could have been doing it, like you still from the surface, it still looked like you were extremely fit. Right. And I always wondered, like that was one of the things I always wondered about you as I was like, I was like, what is Mitch doing? <laughs> like, he eats like trash. He drinks beer all the time. 
how is he staying so fit? I had no idea. I was like, man, what is, what's, and I, this is before I knew anything. This is, we were young kids back then. Yeah. And I was always like, man, I wonder what supplements he's taking to, like, yeah. to like get that, like a, get a physique with like how much he goes out. Right. But the point I'm trying to make is that like people want to try so hard to get the body, right? But there's such a different threshold between what other people perceive as the body (laughs) that like I I think if people knew how low that threshold was, they wouldn't really like be looking at trying this hard, you know, because like like I said, back then, like I wasn't like that in like I was in shape. Yeah. But it wasn't like I was about to step on a stage. And that's what everyone thinks of. Like, yeah. I'm going to get spring break ready. They think they want to look like that. <laughs> and it's like, all right, what's your goal here? Your goal is to pick up chicks, right? Yeah. I'm guessing. Like, that's why everyone wants to look good or they want to impress people. And I'm just saying, like, people are easily impressed when it comes to bodies that, that don't know fitness. Yeah. You know, which is the majority of people. So, because, like... Then I look at pictures of myself now. I'm like, man, I'm I'm way more toned. I got way more muscle, but I don't get any more and like you're physically more in shape too. Like exactly. you could do a lot more, healthier on the inside too. But the compliments or whatever I'm looking for isn't any different because what? there's that threshold. Yeah, when you go above it, no one really cares except maybe some other dude in the gym who lifts like that too yeah it's like it's almost unnoticeable like if you don't if you haven't gotten to that level you don't notice the little differences right right yeah i get what you're saying because there's a lot of people who are like oh yeah you're really fit i'm like but really not and then they're like oh you're just as fit as this guy i'm like no you're like hell no yeah but they i think there's right it's just like they just see a fit body like oh okay it's fit so why would someone who isn't in shape shoot for that guy they should shoot for you you know or me like it's like it's like and that is totally attainable and that isn't going to take all these extreme measures. Yeah. You know? Um, but also like there's, there's also that kind of mindset of like the short term mindset of like, let's not actually build a healthy body. Let's build a body that looks healthy. Like I always see all these posts on, on Instagram and stuff where it's like, here's the three or four areas you should work. If you want to look like your butt, (laughs) it's like build your shoulders really big. Build a big chest. Look at that wide And look. then, like, get your lats and traps a little bit bigger. And, like, it doesn't really matter if you have abs at that point because you have such a, a big chest and defined shoulders that you look really wide and muscular, and people are going to let go of a little bit of, like, a gut. It's true. I'm like, it's true. If you look like you're kind of jacked, like, oh, that guy's jacked, but he's just working the right muscle. Like, he worked a bunch of tries and buys, some delts, and some chest, and now he looks like he's huge. So, so that's why it goes back to, like, what's your goal? Like, if your goal, if you want to look good – to like impress chicks or, or people, then it's just not that hard. Yeah. And, and, uh, but, but that is why that's that short term mindset because eventually you're going to do that and it's not going to really make you happy. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, all right, I hope that people do do those things and realize that it didn't, really work and then they take a step back and start to think more long term with it because in because then instead of trying to rush and do all these things for this one event in two weeks you'll you'll put in the right habits in place and in two years you'll actually have that body you're looking for during that time but you won't even care that much at that point exactly and we just dropped the uh, summer shred program. And we were talking about Mitch and I were talking about the same thing. It's like, we don't want to just encourage people to go eight weeks and try to get really fit for summer. Cause like really what, if you want your summer body, it's okay to be a little bit out of shape. Like your body should go up and down. Like if you yeah. maintain the exact same body all year round, that'd be very hard. Like we kind of wane and, and change like as we go through and, and, and so like it should kind of like, be a period of like dialing things in i think a little bit maybe yeah. getting a little bit more strict getting rid of maybe a cheat meal if you have a cheat meal or or getting rid of uh like a, like cutting down a little bit on the calorie excess or something like that if you want to just lean down a little bit but it shouldn't just be like this eight week crash where you're like oh man and i used to do it too i was like oh man spring breaks coming up or like summer season's coming up gotta get gotta get ready for that 
you know, and people do it for their weddings all the time. And like, there's just so many things that people do that for where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do all this stuff. And is that really going to make you happy? Like to be really in shape on your wedding night. And then like, because you set a mindset where that's your end goal, where like, that's the finish line. Once you hit your wedding night, like this shit stops. Are you really, is that going to make you happy two months later after your wedding when you've gained 10 pounds? Right. Like that, I don't think that that's actually long-term healthy mindset. Obviously it's not a healthy mindset, but I really think it's going to lead to unhappiness because then you're going to look back at pictures of yourself during your wedding and go, oh man, I got so in such good shape. Like why can't we just figure out ways for people to maintain those excellent levels of fitness, which is possible. You just have to find something that's sustainable. And And the opposite goes though. Is it going to be like, thank God I got, or, you know, I starved myself for that time. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been the worst day of my life. Like, not really. Like, you're not going to think about that stuff. I mean, like you said, it's great when these things are coming up. It's like, all right, let's fine tune what we're already doing. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing anything, the thought of like, all right, now I'm going to kick it in. Yeah. It's like, you got to get away from that. Yeah. Like, because for me... The summer shred was like a motivation to fine tune. Like I was just kind of bullshitting my workouts a little bit, you yeah. know, and I can tell because yeah, I'm going like, through this. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I just got off doing the foundations program, which was like very regimented and very defined. And I felt great. And then I went back to kind of doing some of my workouts They weren't bad because I was still taking the same like effort level. I was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do seven different exercises. I'm going to do sets of uh, three to four sets and this certain amount of reps and I'm going to take this amount of rest break. So at least help with that. But it wasn't defined enough to where I was like, it was pre-written and I have to finish this thing. Mm-hmm. Like the, I just did those last two workouts. I was like, dang, I just got to get through this stuff. And it was like, it was Whereas before I would have just given up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, ah, I've done enough. Done I've been enough. here for 45 minutes. I'm yeah, out here. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so that, I think that's the, we hit the nail on the head. That's what it is, is like, let's get to a place where you get in these moments of fine tuning not zero to 100 yeah so let's find where you can maintain let's find what you can continuously do and then in these periods crank it up you know get more strict on your calories so so it's not it's not eat whatever the fuck you want and then don't eat at all it's you know do a flexible approach flexible dieting approach to where you can kind of Pick whatever you want, but you're managing portions. And then when you really want to hit it hard, track it. And that and that's what I'm saying is like there's so many ways to lose weight and get fit. There's so many ways. Yeah. Like we've talked about all the diets. Like you could do time-restricted feeding. You could do calorie restriction, stuff like that if you want to target that way. You could try to do keto. Like there's a bunch of different stuff, and it all works on the same principle. But what you've got to find is what's actually the easiest way for you to sustain like Figure out all the different ideas of how you lose weight and get fit and then pick the one that you can actually sustain and the easiest one that the one that sounds easiest to you. And like that was how I kind of landed on on the one that I was on is like I like what I eat kind of like I'm still changing that. But I was like, hey, I'm just I don't actually like eating in this morning actually makes my stomach hurt. So what if I just try not doing it? And now I've just been like, oh, that's super easy. And like I'm not so crazy about it. Like today at 930, usually I don't eat till 1130, but it's a weekend. I ate a little earlier yesterday and I'm like, I don't need the 16 hour window. Like that's just something I'm using to kind of guide me, but it's like, I'm not going to die if I don't hit my 16 hour window. I'm not going to kill myself to get to it. But at the same time, that was a sustainable way for me to change my, basically restrict my calorie intake. Exactly. And, and in the meantime, it attacked what was the most problematic for me, which was portion size. And by not eating in the morning, it's actually reduced weirdly you think you'd eat bigger portions because you're only eating two meals but because my stomach is like basically shrinking down or my satiety has become better or whatever the drive for hunger isn't as high like i don't even eat as much when i do have a meal and i can sustain myself for much longer on much lower calories now um or maybe not lower calories but less less meals and and filler stuff Mm -hmm. and i find myself snacking less with that so that's an example of me like I'm not promoting time restricted eating or intermittent fasting by any means, but I picked it because it was the easiest thing that I could sustain. Whereas yeah. maybe keto, like maybe that could be impossible for someone else. And that's why I don't think that anyone should 
necessarily just choose one of these just because it's the fad thing to do, but find the thing that makes the most sense to what you're trying to achieve and what you can actually do. And I think for me is what I've seen and I'm kind of always going on averages, right? Like, oh, I know some people this restriction helps a lot, but I'm going off averages for me. It's choosing something that you don't have to be so strict about. Like if let's say, let's say anytime you went off that 16 hour window, you, you know, you gain more fat cells or something. Yeah. I would not recommend that because that means you have to be super regimented about it. Yeah. Let's do something like, because that's the issue with, with the keto diet is once you starve your body of carbs and you switch into ketosis, anytime you're going to come off that, you're going to have and deal with a lot of repercussions that you're not going to be happy about. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have to go keto, but you could eat less carbs. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us are eating way too many because you go out and eat somewhere and that's all you're going to buy. Yeah. So it's like, let's just find something that gives you room to live life. That's, that's the big goal. And that's what I felt like this does for me. And the funny thing is, like, I guess what, I, what I'm what i doing, if you're a true intermittent faster, like what I'm doing isn't true intermittent fasting. And I laughed at that at that post that Jordan Syatt put out not too long ago where he was talking about, he was like, if, if you're worried whether cream in your coffee is breaking your fast or not, you've you're yeah. you're in the wrong you're in the wrong space uh, like your mindset is not right mm-hmm. and that's why i left and i was like yeah i don't really care like i like i am technically intermittent fasting but i drink cream in my coffee so i'm really breaking the fast really mine is just like i now i've normalized my energy levels because i was eating probably carbs in the morning not as much protein as i should so in retrospect i could probably still eat in the morning but it'd be like eggs but it still doesn't make me feel great so i just skip it and then at about 11 30 ate like a protein bar, like one of those uh, super wholesome, I can't remember the name of like just a few ingredients in them. And I eat one of those and I feel great and I don't hit those like 4 p.m. crashes anymore and all that stuff. So it's helped, but I'm not truly doing like an intermittent fasted diet yeah. because I'm taking in calories in the morning, yeah. but I really don't care because that's not what I'm doing it for. I'm, I'm not like, oh, I need to get my hormones. Like, like all that stuff's fine for me. Yeah. I think all those things come when you have a specific problem. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, with the hormones, if you have uh, an insulin issue or something like that, then it's like, we got to be strict about this. Yeah. You know, that's what we're doing it for. But exactly. But yeah, no, I think it really just comes down to finding something that gives you leeway to live life. Because what if, what if you were, you were trying to be so strict about intermittent fasting and then you had a flight today at 1030 that was six hours long yeah like are you just not gonna eat before because like you know like that's the shit that i think is dumb is like you have to be able to live life too exactly and that's what that's what my point is today is like i ate at 9 30 i maybe fasted for 12 hours like i don't care oh well like one day isn't gonna kill me going off this i feel better during the week doing it but this morning i was hungry and i had a podcast to do so I was like, I got to fuel myself for that. I'm just going to do it. Like, it's like, it, it can't break you. If you get a, that's where the mindset of this is, is like, I feel like when people have these short-term mindsets and they feel like once they've broken the streak, it's over. Yeah. And now they just, everything goes to hell. They're like, oh, I just say one donut may as well eat 12. Yeah. It's like, that can't be your mindset. And that's where that's I've taken more of a long-term mindset around this of like, I'm not going to be able to intermittently fast every day. It does make me feel better. And who knows? I might not like this in the future, but I'm trying it because I, I want to dabble in things and try and find what actually helps for me. Um, and for me right now, it's working well, but it's not a true, like I said, it's not a true fast. But this is like the best alternative for me right now. And I've actually seen really good results with it as well, just because I'm way, I eat just way smaller meals now. Like I was eating way too much. Like that's what I was always telling you. I was always fighting myself. Like right now I'm probably 200 or maybe under. Um, and if I ate the way my body wants to eat when I was like an athlete, I, just, I can eat really big portions. I'd be 225 or 240. Like I'd be big. Well, that's a struggle with a lot of athletes is you, you go through all that throughout your life. And then a lot of that drops off, but not necessarily you, you don't just, 
your body doesn't know that really. Yeah, your hunger level doesn't. Yeah. And then if you don't think about it, then Yeah, well. exactly. So that's what my my aspect is is like or my my um the way I approach it is just like I did this because I know it will help me control that other part, the more problematic part. And it's very sustainable for me, but, which is cool. And like you found what is sustainable for you. And I think that's the point we're trying to make here with people is like, find what actually works for you. And don't just jump on some fad because it's a fad, like research it, figure out like, can you eat keto? How hard is that? It's pretty hard. Like, let's say your lifestyle is traveling and you're going out with friends a lot. You're probably not going to be able to maintain that or like, well, that's why I laughed at the, the keto Guido Vinny. Cause he's not really like, like he'll do it sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, why do you got to preach this keto thing? Why don't you just say you eat low carbs and you, you try and limit it. Yeah. You know, like, like it's just, it's just like, there are times like we just said, where maybe sometimes you do go into ketosis and it's like, I'm going to grind for a month. Yeah. But you've got to find that that style that allows you some flexibility um, throughout life because you can't just live in, in the on and offs. Right. And that's what a lot of people are doing with the the summer shred stuff. It's just like, they're going to live the off season, not doing anything right. And then they're going to turn it on. Like it's not going to work. We got to have it on. Let's have it on 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. And then that other percent, Let's really turn it on. You know, like maybe, maybe for you, it's like, all right, for a month, I'm going to really go and do this fast and just see what that does. Um, and eat the right stuff in the feeding window. Right. This is the big thing is like, like what you talk about, man, is like getting the right amount of protein and not just going, oh yeah, I intermittently fast. And then I eat like a bunch of terrible crap afterward. Cause the good thing is I'm in, I'm doing that, but then I'm eating a lot of like, ground turkey and I'm, you know, like lean meats and having a lot of vegetables, like a ton of my diet is vegetables and stuff yeah. like that. So like, that's where I feel the best. Like I feel so great. Like I feel the best I've felt in a long time yeah. doing this, but it's mainly because I don't overeat and I'm not eating a bunch of garbage. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And again, it just comes back to that long-term mindset because if you were short-term sighted, you would think I can't break this and then when you realize that you couldn't do it every day you would just give up like ah that's not sustainable yeah it'd fall off and then and then you just lose everything you would think i can't do it and that's the that's the biggest thing about yo-yo dieting and we've all heard that term that yep. it's just like that's so destructive for you and that that's how it starts is like you start something that you can't finish and there's so many things out there that i know that if i did it like Oh yeah, you're only gonna eat salads. Like, nope, yeah, not gonna happen for me. It's just not part of. It's not in my repertoire to just eat salads. Like, I can't do it. Sorry, or like, I can't go vegan. I can't do it. I could technically do it, but I can't do it long term. Right. So I don't want to start something that I can't finish. Yeah, and that's why I knew that I was like, oh, I can finish this. This is easy. That's not that bad. Yeah, because there's flexibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know. I always think about, all right, what now? When everyone who crashes for this one day, like, all right, what are you going to do now? Yeah. You know, or everyone who has one bad day. It's like, all right, like, what about tomorrow? <laughs> like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, one out of 365 ain't bad, man. Even if you had 90% good days, You'd be doing pretty darn well, man. If like if at one out of every ten days you kind of fell off a little bit, you'd be doing better than most people. And the same goes the other way. If you only look good one day out of three hundred, like <laughs> who gives a shit? Like why would you want that? I exactly. would rather look my eighty percent for three hundred. Yep. Yep. It's a big thing, man. And, and I mean, it's funny that you you mentioned the um, the Guido thing. Cause I was always thinking about, we grew up in the era of Jersey shore yeah. where that was like the most short term mindset. Like all oh, those guys are taking steroids. They're drinking every night and partying. So it was yeah. like, Oh, you can really drink all night, party, eat, order pizzas super late at night and you can still be fit. Like it actually can happen. And then 
situation was selling that vodka. That inspired with, me, dude. <laughs> and the situation was selling uh, vodka with protein in it. Like, <laughs> just like some ridiculous stuff that they were trying to portray. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we look this good and we party and eat like trash. But it's like they were obviously doing other things. And, and then probably outside of the show when they were getting ready to come into filming season, they were probably doing the exact thing we're talking about. Super short-term mindset, shred, diet down, work out super, super hard because they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars per episode. So they're not having a full-time job on top of this. It's just like movie actors for a movie role. Like you know those super, dudes are on super good shape. Yeah. And that's why I always like the rocks approach, man. That guy doesn't like do like a huge buildup into a movie. He always is super fit and then he perfects it for a movie like we've been saying like, fine tune it yeah like right now i know he was i've been watching his like instagram stuff and and with his trainer talking about how lean he is right now and he's the leanest he's ever been and the most muscle mass he's ever had but he's like maintaining it for a very long period of time and maybe because the guy's always filming movies yeah. but at the same time he puts it at the base of it, his principle is eating well he works out really hard and obviously his is a little bit different than a normal person because he can work out a lot more. He has access to better food, but he also has a lot of cheap meals where he'll eat whatever he wants. So his stuff's very flexible, but it's because he's built his program out to be like that. And that's why it's been sustainable for 10 years for him. Well, for him, he's got to get so many calories in. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's like that. And but. people will say like, oh yeah, just cause he has, it's cause he has money. And he has like access to all this food, but there's a lot of rich people who are out of shape. There are a lot of people that actors and business people who have tons of money that could hire a personal chef, could have a personal trainer every single day, no problem with money, and they're out of shape. Yeah. So I don't really it's not it's not that to me. It's just he's found something that he loves, obviously, and it's super sustainable sustainable for him. So that's the two the biggest combo right there is like find something you actually enjoy doing and then make it sustainable. What are what are some other things you've learned from The Rock, dude? Oh man, so I think that guy is like, I don't get it, man. He like, he's just good at everything. It seems like I know, like he's humble. He <laughs> fucking does like he's works hard. Uh, he makes a lot of money. He does. He always does good things. It's his work ethic, man. The guy, I would hate to see like what his calendar and his phone looks like because. He's got to be something like Gary Vee where every single minute of his day is, is, is mapped out. Um, and he works out so freaking hard and he, he keeps to his diet and he's like literally on set all the time where he's filming ballers or he's being a producer or he's doing Under Armour shoots. And what do you think is the difference between him and someone who's not where he's at? Like why, like why are you or you and I not where he's at? Where do you, what do you think? Or what would it take? I think harder work. Yeah. It's all work. It's all work. And, you know. Talent, he's, too. He's yeah. got given talent, man. He's a he's a very, like. He's huge. Yeah, he's a huge guy. He's a, he's a, And he's got a huge personality, too. Yeah. But, like, honestly, like, I love The Rock. He's probably my favorite actor. But he's super corny. Like, a lot of his yeah. movies are corny. But they work because he, like, did what, what he wanted to do. And he worked hard at what his. And I watched this interview with him where he was talking about. Um, how when he first started shooting movies, everyone that was in Hollywood was telling him that he had to lose muscle. He had to change. Like, dude, you're not The Rock anymore. You have to go by Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Like, stop calling yourself The Rock. That's dumb. Lose all this muscle. You're way too bulky for any of these roles. Yeah. And he was like, he started doing that. And you could see in his first movie, he was like slimmed down. Like, uh, what was it? Like Scorpion or whatever, the it? big one. Yeah. Where he was kind of slimmed down. And then he like, apparently he was just like, no, nah, Forget that, dude. Going I, opposite. I, I'm going the opposite way. I'm going all in on my strengths. Yeah. I'm getting real big. I'm getting real bald. And I'm going to friggin' just like let my personality fly. And I'm yeah. going to be called The Rock. And I don't really care. And so he's done such a good job of just like owning his personality and his strengths. Yeah. And just built an incredible career on top of that stuff. Yeah. Which is cool because it's like. Hard work really does pay off, man. I mean, he's not that. I mean, I think he would tell you this himself. He's not that special of a guy that no one can do what he did. Right. He just, like, I mean, dude, he's, like, grinding all the time. He's yeah. working out. 
because I'm I'm always like, oh man, I can't work out as hard as that guy because because uh, I'm busy. And then I realize I'm like, damn, wait, hold on, he's, he's way busy. busier than I am. Wait, hold up, <laughs> yeah, he's working at five a.m. while I'm sitting in my bed, and that's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. Um, but at the same time, I think that obviously we're filming on a Saturday. And we do this all the time and working on the side of our other jobs and for a long time, what you were doing and what I'm doing. Like we have a level of that. We just have to start 10 xing that. Yeah. And that's what I think like if you guys that are listening want to get to that same level, I think, I mean, I'm not the expert on this, but I've really come to see that the more work you put in, the more you get towards your goals. What I know won't happen and what I used to do is just sit around and go, oh, I hope like this would be really cool. Like, let me plan out all these goals. Like, this is what it's gonna be like when I'm when I have this level of success. Or this, is, but yeah. then I didn't take any steps towards it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Is that is that kind of what you think along the lines of like what separates the rock? The rock. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think it it does come down to there's talent there for sure, um, and I think it's hard work and like perseverance man perseverance is a huge one like everyone sees him where he's at now but like to think about where he came from like he was a failed football player yeah most people would be like shit i failed football i can't do anything anymore like i suck i'm done and then he was an up-and-coming wrestler and then he was the best wrestler and you know so i think i think the goal to luck or or the the key to luck is perseverance, right? Yeah. Because if you just keep trying, like something's going to fall your way, yeah. right? Like it might not be what you thought it would be, but if you just keep swinging the bat, you're going to connect. And I love this stuff that Gary Vee talks about when he's like, fuck all that luck shit. Yeah. Like this isn't luck. And what, like what we know that, like we call, I like how you called it luck, you know, but you said it in the same facet that Gary Vee calls it. If you want to call luck hard work and it finally paying off, but like, that's what you have to do. And that's the same thing with like this long-term versus short-term mindset. Like Dwayne Johnson has had the longest term mindset of anyone in, in the history of mindsets. Right. He's just been like, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to work out every single day for the rest of my life and eat and build muscle and grind and, yep. and just take shots. And he's, hitting and i'm sure he's missed a ton of shots that we don't ever hear about of course but he took all the shots that he wanted to and i'm that i'm sure that's why he's at where he is today because he wasn't afraid yeah but also because he had done all those long-term mindset things for his body he had his body in the right place he had his mindset in the right place he had his work ethic in the right place so when he took those leaps he was in the right spot to succeed yeah versus like not having done anything to set yourself up and then try and take this giant leap. Well, and I think when it comes back to long-term and short-term mindset, one thing that Gary Vee said was the reason so many people give up is because they have that short-term mindset. And when something doesn't happen for them immediately because they want it right now, they give up. Or their actions are different. Like your actions are going to be different day-to-day depending on what, you what your vision is right like if you really want like he always talks about building brand versus selling if you really want to do this long term you're gonna do like we said go into these gyms and serve as much as possible you're gonna give away your time yeah because you're thinking long term whereas it's all an investment yeah if you want to if you want it all to happen now kind of like that that client i turned away i could take someone's money right now knowing that i won't get them results and i'll just take it but over the long term, that's not going to pay off. And yep. so it, it, I think for him, like all this stuff that he did, it was because he saw in the long term, like it would kind of all pay off. Like being a wrestler, he knew like I'm going to use that fame for something. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, he, he just had it all mapped out. And maybe not all mapped out as in like, oh, yeah, I'm first I'm going to become a WDB star. Then I'm going to become a movie star. I'm going to make he just my saw own TV the path. shows. Yeah, he just knew that like I've got to do these behaviors. These are the behaviors that get people to where I want to go. Right. And I need to model those behaviors. And How can I build same, my brand? Exactly. Basically. That's the same thing we've talked about before is like model yourself around people that are successful and surround yourself with those people who pull you up. Yeah. And all those people who are pulling you up are most likely going to have 
a very long-term mindset and will teach you that long-term mindset. Because a lot of my mentors that I have that are very successful in the areas that I want to be successful, they're not preaching to me short-term short-term success goals. Yeah. They're saying, this is what you got to do to put in the time over time and eventually you'll succeed. Yeah. And like every time I start getting into that mindset where I'm starting to think short-term, where I'm like, oh, I just got to make a push for eight weeks. Yeah. No, I don't just got to make a push for eight weeks. This is like, it's almost like, I think about it as like, I can't remember what those kind of miles are when you're running, you're jogging and then you're sprinting and then you're jogging and you're sprinting. Every once in a while you got to make sprints, but you got to keep jogging. You can't walk or stop. Right. So like you can't tire yourself out so much that you, you know, yeah. mentally. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of these short term pushes do for people is like they go on an eight week diet and by the time they're done with it, they're like, I'm physically exhausted from trying to only eat salad mm-hmm. and not eat any carbs. Like I'm just, or you injure like, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Working out. Exactly. And then it all goes downhill. So like you got to be smart about the sprints you make right. and the pushes you make in within your diet, within your fitness, within your life, because you can't let those, you can't go into something that's so unsustainable that it actually goes the opposite way where it brings you out of your, out of your, um, your momentum. Same with working. Like if, like, if like say you're trying to sell something, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to get some clients. If I spent 10 hours a day for the next two weeks doing it, I'm going to get some. But it's like, fuck, you know, a lot of them aren't going to be the ones I want. And I want to be burned out doing it. I'm probably not going to want to do it anymore. Exactly. And and that's the hard thing in business is to turn people down. It's like, hey, yeah. money's money. Not always. Not always. Because your time is important and your energy and your motivation is important. And if yeah. you're working with somebody who's going to drag down your mentality and impact your ability to work with other people, that's going to hurt your reputation with those other people, which hurts your bottom line eventually. But that's the long-term mindset of it. Like I don't want someone in here that's not going to vibe with me. That's going to potentially be a a problem. Yeah. And then we're going to have problems and I'm going to have to deal with like, that's just going to go down this whole road where it's going to drag my mentality down and then we're going to get negative reviews or, you know, it's like it becomes this whole thing where like maybe the hundred bucks up front isn't worth it because it's going to cost me a thousand in the back end exactly. a year from now. Exactly. So that's how I see it. Yeah. So just think about, think about what you're doing and, and make sure that it maps towards the long term and not and just the short term. It's really hard. Like we're not saying like it's like, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you're not, you're not going to be perfect on it every time. Cause it's like, if you need money or you, you need to lose weight to fit into a suit or your dress for your wedding. Like you sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, uh, but uh, try, try to, uh, mitigate the recovery on the end there. Well, I think just evaluate why you're like, be aware of why you're doing things. Cause I'll get like that too. You know, same thing with like the mastermind thing. It was like, shit, it sounds good to make 10K next month. But are those all long-term behaviors? And and if you really want to do this thing forever, why do you need to 10X tomorrow? Yeah. You know, like same thing. If you really want to be healthy forever, why do you got to lose 30 pounds next month? Yeah. Like what about the rest of your life? And I know like, and that's the burnout, man. I mean, that happens so much to like, like I think about physical therapists, like we take these jobs because we've got student loans and we want to make the most money or you want to work in a certain environment. And it's just as like, it's too much and it burns you out. And then you lose the, and I bet you the personal training profession is just the same way. Like people reach burnout because they're taking on every single client they can get their hands on. And some people just aren't the right client for you. Right. Or some people, you know, it's like not everyone matches up with everyone perfectly. Right. And so you've got to find those relationships and say, hey, maybe I'm not the best person for you. Let me give you this resource. This is somebody that might help you. But like I said, that's not hard or that's not easy. It's not easy at all. You know, and the long term mindset is the hardest thing in the world to, exactly. to, to get. And, you know, you'll bounce in and out of it yeah. because those short term results sound really nice. Especially when someone offers you a 30 day program that's going to lose you 20 pounds. Like it sounds nice. You just got to be aware of your actions and, and where your head's at because the second you start to think or, or I just ask yourself, why do you want to do this? Yeah. And if you, if your answer is, cause I want this shit now, is that the right thing? Yeah. You know, and we're in an move? instant gratification type society now. And I hate using that term cause I don't know it gets overused, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, sometimes I'm like, Hmm. I really want a new phone. I'm going to I got to go get it today. Like 
that's the my like it's easy to take that mindset especially with amazon two-day delivery like you want something really bad oh i've really been wanting a new pair of shoes i'm getting it right now and then you start to get used to that in all aspects of your life like oh i need to make a hundred thousand i need to make it now so i'm going to go about it however the hell i can Mm -hmm. to make that because that's a mark that i need to hit where you don't realize that hundred thousand now with a bad reputation is worth zero later whereas twenty thousand now with a really good reputation is worth a million later. Yeah. So don't burn burn yourself on the back end because you want to you want to succeed big on the front end. Well, and and the toughest part is like is like what if like technically I guess we don't know, but you kind of do know that if you put in those steps, you're gonna get there, man. You know, like I just you're gonna get there to some level, yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's just no one can like there's no finish line to say like when you hit this date you'll get it yeah and that's the toughest part you know like like going to college it was never really that hard for me to get through because it was like i know after the four years you're gonna get the certificate mm-hmm. and then it's gonna say you're done you mm-hmm. made it and so you kind of always see the finish line whereas like your health journey or or business it's like you second guess yourself every day when it starts to not work. You're like, fuck, is this actually going to happen? I don't know. Well, and that all comes back to the whole problem of the whole thing too, is like people think that once they reach this point, it's going to make them happy, but then they get there and they realize it's not because then there's another milestone up there. So now it goes back to the same stuff we've been talking about where you have to actually enjoy the journey of getting there and try to figure out that whole mindset hustle. Because if you don't enjoy the way, like, I've gotten to a lot of successful places that I wanted to get to. And once I got there, I thought it was going to make me feel a different way and I didn't get there. And I'm still a young guy, but like I've hit a lot of my goals. I mean, I've gone down the career path that I've wanted to go down, but I was, I was thought that that was a destination and not a journey, but it's just continues to be the journey. And so I fell in love with the process of getting to that point and just seeing where I can go. It's also setting realistic expectations is how I get around that. Like a lot of people think that, Oh, I got to make a million bucks. You know, I love when Gary V talks about that. He's like, you know, 1% top earners is 400,000. Yeah. It's like like that, why you got to make a million. Yeah. Like where does that number come from? Yeah. Like why is a hundred thousand all of a sudden like this top mark? What if you look at it by your region? Like what if you say, Hey, I live in Texas. Cost of living is pretty low here. 80,000 would be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, yeah, maybe if you're in Texas and the housing, price and and cost of living's lower maybe you should set your expectations lower because you're not going to get paid as much and like maybe yeah. there is like new york city it sounds really good to make 100 grand but 100 grand doesn't go very far comparatively if you're making 100 grand and you're living in phoenix or right. like las vegas did you listen you probably didn't uh there's a podcast with mark you heard of mark manson right Mm-hmm. He wrote the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. So he did a podcast with, and he's got a new book that I want to read with uh, Sean Stevenson. And he talked about how um, his goal, his ultimate goal was he wanted to write a best-selling book. Yeah. Right. And then he did it and he started making all this money. He wrote the book and he's like, I couldn't even get out of bed for like weeks. Cause it was like, what for? What, what's the point anymore? You know, I did everything I wanted to do. And I was like, an I was like, thought. that's a scary, that's a scary thought. Cause in my head, like you've got all these things, like you want to make all this money and you want to be the best at this, this and that. But it's like, dang, have you ever pictured yourself getting there and what would actually happen afterwards? Yeah. I think about that with people who like start businesses just to sell them like startups. Like you do all this work you grind and grind and grind and you sell a business for two million bucks and you're like okay. all right well that's gone now i can kind of celebrate for a little bit with this money and kind of go have a fun vacation but now what that's like, what he said he's like everyone all his friends are like dude i'd be on the beach i'd go here i'd buy this he's like yeah i did that and a month went by and like i, I was done with that and it's like what do i do now and i was like yeah man that's why it's so important to like find like you said find that grind and find that journey that you really want to be on like that's what gary v always says 
the day he buys the Jets might be the worst day of his life. It actually really might. Besides the fact that I know that once he got the Jets, now he gets he to go. would kill. Now he gets to go do that game. Yeah, because you know, with like a guy like Gary Vee, it's not just about buying the Jets. It's about like once he has the Jets, like what does he do with the Jets? Change the game, like yeah. change the, the whole face of like the football. Jets franchise and New York football and like all this stuff. Like that would be the exciting part, I think, for him. Yeah. But it's the that's 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 what he talks about. It's not like. My goal isn't to just build a business to sell it. Like, why is that? That sounds like it's just a bad goal. Yeah. So like, I think that's a very money-ended goal. Well, unless you have another game that you want to go play. I yeah. think that's what it's about is, like, you have to have a game. Yeah. So, like, like if, you Like, know, you're talking about, like, creating a business to sell it to level up to be able to do something else. Right. To yeah. do what you really want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I but then, like, then you think about this. Why don't you just go do what you really want to do with that? Like, why don't you find a way into what you really want to do? Well, no, I'm saying like, like, what if you sell that business and then you go rent, you know, read real estate. Yeah. You know, you buy a ton of real estate. And then what if you, you know, go start another business that you needed that money for, or you go fund a couple other businesses type thing like that. Yeah. yeah. You just have to have that idea. And I think I know for myself, like there were certain goals that I had and just reaching them and not feeling any differently. I kind of just like, like I've never made like a million dollars, but I could, I could put myself in that shoes. Like I could feel, I could feel how like nothing would really change. Like you would still eat your food the same way. People would still look at you the same way. You might be living out of a slightly nicer house with some nicer finishes. Right. But eventually you're going to get used to that too. Yeah, everything levels out, man. Yeah, that's why I feel like the steady climb is better than those huge landmark things that people ha- that happen to people. Because like that happens to people with overnight success with like social media, overnight success, or like people who go viral that like their whole life changes, or people who win the lottery. Talk about how a lot of that, like that huge jump, is fun for a little bit, but then because that jump was so big and was such a high, and it's impossible to replicate, and you really had no control over it, right. that it becomes very problematic for people. Yeah. And and then you level out, yeah, right. Because then you get used to all that rich shit, or you and, go into that and slow what decline. Do? What do you do? Like, how do you get things better? Like you said, you can't replicate that moment. And that's what uh, Mike Posner talks about now. He's all about like he's like, dude, at twenty two, I had all the money I ever needed, and I didn't have to do anything anymore. Yeah, and well, how scary is that steady decline? Right, feeling like you're just looking back up at what you used to be and you're just slowly like now you know you're not going to climb back up to that and you're just clawing away to try to stay up there but there's nothing you can do to stay up that high that's why it's got to be the game like you have to find the game that should be the goal is finding the game so even with your fitness right like the goal isn't to look the best this one time the goal is to find that fitness avenue that you love playing. Yeah, like don't go to the gym if you hate being indoors working out. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No. At all. Because that body that you get there won't actually make you happy when you realize you had to do all these things you didn't actually want to do. And you're not going to be able to maintain them forever because you, because you hate it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's the goal with everything. You know, work, fitness, nutrition. What's that long game that you can play right now? If you haven't found it, that should be your only goal is to find it. Yeah, I agree. Awesome, man. Well, I uh, think, uh, hopefully, hopefully that helps out some people. I mean, like we can't teach people how to, uh, how to do this. Cause we're still on the journey ourselves. That's just what we're but, figuring out. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to like tell you what's, what seems like it works for us and what, what it sounds like. And, and, uh, hopefully we can, be that support for you guys that like, Hey, you know, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing because what everyone else is doing, 90% of it doesn't, doesn't work or it yeah. does. It looks good on Instagram or on paper, but it doesn't make them feel any better. So like, if like, hopefully this just like is some type of like verification of how you're feeling and like, will change your mindset surrounding a lot of this stuff. Yep. That's all I've got. Well, What's uh what's your rating for this one, dude? The island hopper. I've almost I had to save a tiny bit. I was chugging I was chugging through it. Um 
because it's been. This you want to rate them both? Or? Let me let me tell you this. This is one that grows on you like crazy. To me, it's like one of those things like where you get a drink and you're like, oh, this kind of tastes. This is kind of an interesting flavor. And then once you taste it enough, you get over that shock factor of like, oh, this tastes different. And this doesn't taste that much different than I, like I'm, I'm exaggerating, I guess. But like this grew on me a lot. Whereas like the initial rating might have been a little lower and now it's much higher. 8.1. Eight 8.1. I, I like it a lot. This is my style though. Yeah. And by the way, the can is so cool. How it's got the Hawaii age with the Islander guys. And the pl- those are planes flying over. Level of detail on these guys is solid, outstanding. You want to rate that one too or not? Nah? I do want to rate this one because this one's super, super good. Yeah. This is the Nitro Cold Brew with MCT oil, so it's their base. It's their basic one. And this one's really good. What I'm gonna give mean? this one an eight. I actually like the Island Hopper a little better. Give the the MCT oil, nitro cold brew. So are they yeah, both eight. nitros? I don't know if this one had nitro. It doesn't say nitro, but it does say, oh yeah, activate the nitrogen. They don't explicitly advertise it on the can, yeah. but it does say shake three right. times to activate the nitrogen. All right. How much caffeine was in this one? I think I think you told me it's not. They don't put it on the can either, but I believe these are all at about two hundred and forty to two hundred and sixty milligrams per Jesus. can. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the Island Hopper a seven point five. That's a good rating for yeah. it. I mean, it's good. I know you, you're not really into the dark blends, and uh-huh. this is a little bit of a different type of bean, Bobby Guinea Roast. It did do what you said. Like At first, I took a first sip. I was like, I don't really like this, but I think it got smoother as you drank it. Yeah. Um, well, I know you like this one because you almost <laughs> you almost downed two whole cold brews <laughs> this episode. Ah, shit. And so you really like the MCT, the, up, the regular MCT oil one. Yeah, that one was smooth. Um, definitely had that like buttery taste. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I'd give this one an eight. Nice. That's for sure. That's a super solid rating. Yeah, and, and it's not like it's crazy amount of calories in this can either. 90. It's like yeah. you can survive that. It's way better than sugar. It's way better than a bunch of just processed sugar. So yeah. maybe sustain you a little bit. That's why I like to have my coffee a little bit in the morning. Just a little bit of calories to keep me going. Well, cool. Another good podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, We're going to be dropping these every single week. Leave us a a rating and a review. Uh, It'll mean a ton to us. Let us know what you want to hear because that will help to guide us into these conversations because we love having conversations about all the stuff that you guys enjoy talking about and hear about as well. Um, We've been having some fun with this podcast. Thanks for rolling with us. We'll see you later. Peace. What's up, guys? Hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, and review the podcast. And if you really liked it, go ahead and share it with a friend. We would really appreciate it. And if you have any topics you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out. Let us know. We're always open.